What a great time to be a Giant, be a fan of the Giants. Like we have something going here. We're building something special, and you know you can see it from the outside and inside. It's even more beautiful. Reflecting on everything that got me here, just to see that uniform, and you know I, I watched. That's the team I watched the most growing up. Cause my dad was a Giants fan. So once a Giant, always a Giant. For me, it's only a Giant. Welcome everybody to a special game day edition of All In with Art Stapleton, a New York Giants podcast brought to you by NorthJersey.com and the Record. I'm your host, Art Stapleton, and it is week 17. The Giants have two games left. First up, the L.A. Rams, MetLife Stadium. The Rams, 8-7. They've won five of their last six. They are currently in the sixth position in the NFC playoffs. And the Giants are playing spoilers, 5-10. and 10. Eliminated from the playoffs officially on Christmas. And here we go. So this is our game day preview. We were not on uh, game day for Christmas. But coming back strong for you, we will have pregame and postgame pods today. And then we will have uh, hopefully next week. And then obviously the season wraps up and we'll have a whole bunch of stuff in the offseason already in the works, getting ready for 2024. So let's go as we usually start our pregame pod with the elevations on Saturday and any roster moves. Well, Darian Beavers, I know you haven't heard that name in a while. Darian Beavers, linebacker, inside backer, off the ball backer, kind of that Swiss Army knife, at least how we were envisioning his role on this team back in the summer. He's been on the practice squad all year, coming back from that torn ACL. And, you know, they do say that the torn ACL, everyone heals differently. And that's why when you start comparing Wondell Robinson getting back for the start of the season, or at least week three when he really started having an impact, and then Daniel Jones recovering from his ACL, and then Darian Beavers recovering from his ACL, Now, there was more damage to the knee of an Aaron Robinson who has been on pop all season, and he has not come back. But the reality here is that the Giants not only got Beavers ready for game day, he's been signed to the active roster. Now, that could be part the Giants trying to protect Beavers, that they still see him as a developmental player, a former draft pick, just hasn't been able to get back in the lineup this year, maybe give him a full offseason. And by signing him and letting him finish out the season on the active roster, they likely signed him to a three-year contract today by putting him on the active roster. So that'll eliminate any chances of another team kind of sending feelers his way and try to stay, you know, steal him a little bit. You know, it'll be a, a minimum contract, uh, but that may be a way of, of keeping Beavers off the market. You know, if they kept him on the practice squad, they have the first chance to sign him to a futures deal. But in that situation, they ha- really have the right of refusal, and Beavers could look at it and say, I want another opportunity somewhere else and sign. So just kind of spitballing here, but... Uh, the idea, I think, if Beavers plays, that he'll be on special teams. 
you know, and you bring a guy like that uh, with his height, weight, speed, that, that, you know, explosiveness, that pop that he showed a little bit last year in the summer in training camp and in the preseason before he tore his knee. Uh, I think if he brings that to special teams, you know, maybe he can kind of carve out a little bit of a role here, uh, at least for the next two weeks. So we'll see what happens with Beavers. But him being signed to the active roster, uh, good for him to battle back and to not kind of lose sight of what he wanted to accomplish here. Uh, You know, you're talking a fifth-round pick, and you see what Micah McFadden has done, becoming a starter, really elevating his game. Uh, The Giants hope that that talent is still there with Beavers and he can elevate his game now that he's 100% healthy and back from that knee. Uh, So we'll see how that plays out. So that that was one of the one of the big roster moves on Friday. Unfortunately, Lawrence Cager heads to IR. Uh, he had a groin injury. It's really been bothering him. Uh, so he's out for the final two games of the year. Then the two practice squad elevations, obviously Mason Crosby, he will be the the kicker against the Rams. Uh, little side note is that Crosby was signed to the Rams roster, or at least to their practice squad, earlier this season, after he tried out for the Giants and Randy Bullock won out that tryout, Crosby was with the Rams and never got the call up to the active roster and then was promptly released from the practice squad. So little history there with uh, with Mason Crosby and the Rams this season. So... Um, didn't get the chance to talk to him in the locker room this week, but uh, kind of an interesting twist uh, to everything that's gone on with the Giants kicking game this year. Uh, Jamie Gillen expected to be ready to kick this week, ready to punt uh, and do his holding. Um, we'll see if that groin or the knee injury affects him at all, uh, or at least actually it wasn't a groin, it was a hamstring uh, that he had suffered uh, on the, uh, I guess it was the first punt return against Philly. Uh, but, oh no, that was the knee. And then the week before was when he hurt his hamstring uh, kicking that field goal in New Orleans. Uh, and obviously, you know, that was a disaster in and of itself for both the kicker and the punter to get hurt in the same game. Uh, but that's kind of par for the courts for the Giants this year. Crazy things have happened. Uh, And then the other elevation is Dennis Houston, wide receiver. He's been on the practice squad all year. Now, I've got some messages saying that is Houston's elevation a sign that Wandale Robinson, who's questionable with the quad injury, uh, to is that a sign that Wandale's not going to go? I don't know necessarily if that would be. I haven't been able to get any information. Obviously, we'll find out when actives and actives come out. Uh, And I'm recording this uh, before I get to the stadium. So, uh, you know, stay tuned for any social media posts or or my live uh, analysis post that goes on NorthJersey.com early in the morning uh, for information on that. Uh, But I think if Wandell was out, it would just mean more opportunities uh, for Sterling Shepard and or Paris Campbell in that situation. If Wandell would be inactive, then Paris Campbell would be active. At least that would be my thinking. So why elevate uh, Dennis Houston? Well, the Giants did this last year. 
uh, the front office and the coaching staff elevating players on game day that had been with the team all year, uh, show them favor, get a nice pay bump. Um, you know, you're talking about, you know, maybe eight or 9,000 a week for being on the practice squad versus f- around 44,000 for a rookie, for somebody who has not had uh, any, you know, games. So for Houston, he has not had any games. So I think that I think that's kind of what this elevation would be uh, in that scenario that they're rewarding a guy who's been on the team, who's practiced hard all year, who hasn't gotten elevated. And I really think that's something uh, kind of cool that the front office has done. I'm sure other teams do it in the league. I'm sure not every team does it, but I think Joe Shane and Brian Dable uh, have kind of created that. And, and that's something that, you know, you get the most out of your practice squad too. And when they use their practice squad the way they do, um, with the elevations, it's always nice to have people involved, have guys feel like they're going to get rewarded, especially at a position where the Giants have been stacked numbers-wise uh, at wide receiver. Maybe not production-wise, but numbers-wise. You know, when you have guys on the active roster like Sterling Shepard and Paris Campbell who can't get any opportunities on offense, uh, a guy like Dennis Houston is not going to get the immediate call-up. So right now, that's my gut feeling that Houston gets the elevation this week. Uh, and maybe a couple guys will get elevations next week from the practice squad. Uh, it would just be one, though, because they need to elevate Crosby next week as well. I don't think they want to sign Crosby to the full salary for the remainder of the season. Uh, so that's why he does not go to the active roster. That's maybe why they signed Darian Beavers. He's at a minimum salary. So, you know, it's always about you know, the the salary cap, and even though it's minute savings uh, in the bigger picture, it, you have to look at it from that perspective. So those are all the moves from Saturday. Uh, good news for the Giants. Dexter Lawrence looked very good in practice when we were out there during the media viewing periods. It looks like he's really kind of moved past the hamstring now. Uh, that is a good thing. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch Dexter Lawrence and Aaron Donald on the same field. Uh, because if Aaron Donald is the present and certainly the past and a, really a legend at the three technique, um, you know, Dexter Lawrence obviously is not playing the same position as Donald, but as an interior defender, uh, I think this might be a game where Dexter can kind of go off a little bit. Uh, and that might be the Giants' only opportunity to really hang with the Rams. Uh, offensively. Matthew Stafford is playing at a high level. Wink Martindale, he likes throwing superlatives out there for for opposing players, but he called Matt Stafford. He's playing at a Hall of Fame level, and it's kind of hard to argue. I think it's 18 touchdowns, two interceptions. Uh, he's playing extremely well. Uh, Puka Nakua popped up on the injury report uh, with a hip injury. Uh, sounds like he's going to play, but that's certainly one to monitor. Uh, And then obviously Cooper Cup, last time he played the Giants here in 2021 when the Rams ended up going on to the Super Bowl. Uh, That was before Odell Beckham Jr. joined the Rams that year. They played in October, and Cup had two touchdowns. Now, Sean McVay, obviously his grandfather, John McVay, uh, was fired by the Giants back in the 70s in the, the dark times, if you will. So McVay, whenever he's played the Giants in MetLife Stadium, 
Uh, they've put a number on them. The Rams have really embarrassed the Giants twice uh, here. I've covered both games. I think they put up 51 one year, uh, and then it was 38-11, I believe, in uh, 2021. So you know the Rams are going to try to put a number on them if they can because McVay wants this team you know, geared up for the playoffs. They're playing very well. Uh, but we did have a similar situation a couple weeks ago when the Packers came in here and everyone expected the Packers to kind of run the Giants over on Monday night. So uh, Tyrod Taylor gets a start at quarterback. Check out my story on Tyrod uh, on NorthJersey.com. You know, I got a chance to talk to him. You heard his interview with me on this week's uh, All In. And, you know, I, I think... There's there's a subtle a, a sense of calmness when Tyrod's out there, which is funny because he doesn't play that way. He plays with reckless abandon. You know, Tyrod manages to be smooth and skittish at the same time, if that makes any sense, the way he plays. So um, it'll be interesting to see how the offense operates right from jump uh, with Tyrod under center, not Tommy DeVito. Tommy DeVito will be the backup. Uh Funny thing from Saturday, they had a big autograph signing uh, at the Meadowlands Hilton, I believe it was, a lot of different sports. And just to speak to where Tommy DeVito has been with his popularity, you had Harry Carson, Tommy DeVito, and Lawrence Taylor. Three tables next to each other. Tommy DeVito was in the middle. Uh, that kind of speaks to where DeVito mania has been. And like I wrote earlier this week, uh, it's... It's not the end of DeVito mania, as everyone's saying. It's, it's, you know, it's a pause at this point and see where Tommy DeVito now kind of goes back to a little bit of semblance of normalcy for him and for this team uh, and let him continue to grow at this position. He's under contract for next year, and we'll see if he can get out there and where he wins a job, if he wins a job on this depth chart, what the Giants quarterback room looks like, uh, will Will they add a veteran to go with Daniel Jones and Tommy DeVito? Will they have a first-round rookie? Uh, changes the complexion of the quarterback room. And Joe Shane on the bye week certainly did not – he was not shy about saying that the, he knows this quarterback room needs to change. And that likely means Tyrod Taylor uh, heads into free agency and probably gets a pretty good deal from somebody. When you see there are just 10 quarterbacks this year – for teams that have played every game. So that means 12 teams, more than half, have had to play at least two quarterbacks this season. And several teams have played more. The Giants are certainly one of them. So it's not going to be an easy game. It'll be interesting to see how many Rams fans flood MetLife. The Giants are sitting fifth overall right now in Tankathon's draft order for 2024. If they lose both games, they will go no lower than fifth. They could move up to fourth. Uh, it's unlikely that they move to third, but we'll see. Stranger things have happened. Uh, and at this point, um, I think you're, all your eyes will be on the New England Patriots because uh, they play the Jets in Week 18. That will be an interesting game to see uh, if they beat the Jets – the Giants may have a chance to leapfrog and get up there into the top four. Uh, so that's where we're at. Uh, hope you enjoyed the pregame 
episode and we'll be back tonight if you don't listen you don't get a chance to listen before the ball drops everybody have a happy new year and we'll be in touch and we will be there so thanks for being all in and we'll stay all in as always enjoy the game